Welcome to Astra Economic Review. My name is John Eckstein. I'm the Chief Investment Officer of Medicine Management. I am joined today by my friend and partner, Rob Stein. Rob, hello. Hey, John. How are you? Well, if I'm talking to you, it must be the first Friday of the month and the report. Always the most exciting part of our month. Very good number, I thought, with the details. And before we jump into that, well, just give me your U.S. economy in a nutshell, like elevator pitch. Where's the U.S. economy right now? Right now, without giving my forecast, I think the U.S. economy is in a word fine. Yeah. So there's nothing, argue, you know, you can't argue that even. Stock market's having a good last 30, 45 days. Interest rates moving slower, mortgage rates down a little bit. And jobs are plentiful. <laughs> People are working. And so you, you kind of have to say on a daily basis, it's fine. Yeah, I agree with that. Exactly today, economy is doing well. People have been concerned. We have been concerned about a slowdown. Maybe you saw a little bit of slowdown in manufacturing. But in general, economy is tooling right along. And this report was a little bit better than tooling right along. So we got a number of 517,000 new jobs added to private payrolls. People were expecting... 188. Sorry, that was the overall number. Private payrolls, we got 443. So 80,000 people added to the government jobs. Supposedly that's a, that's a, a strike coming out of the numbers, supposedly. Those are way, the standard deviation, at least standard deviation above expectations. And we're forecasting that high. It is January. This is the January report. We're recording this on Friday, February 3rd. This is the January report, which by tradition and custom is all of the benchmark revision. So it's possible some sort of shenanigans is in there in terms of this number, but you look at the ancillary numbers too, like this is just a very strong report. There's nothing you can really say, which is going to- You can't poke a big hole in it. And even the revisions for November and December look good too, so. Yep, 71,000 net revisions. That was like half of the expected number. Weekly hours in particular, quite strong. And you know, I like to chart the sum of the product of payrolls times hours times hourly earnings. And you can get a mm-hmm. estimate, and you get an index number from that of income and, and it tracks gross domestic income quite well, which should track gross domestic product right well, then that's accelerating, right? Like that's not, that's not showing any sort of slowdown. Right. Wage growth is still below inflation. Wage growth is below inflation. Agreed. Yeah. So you can argue one of those two will have to give. Well, I mean, a lot of people arguing inflation. People want to, people worry about inflation, like having wage growth being below inflation. Isn't that good for for those people who are worried about inflation being too high? Yeah. You can't maintain that without having wages kind of catch up to it. Right. And, and a lot of people are suggesting that, Inflation is going to head down from here a little bit. So I would agree. You know, most people kind of think that's trending in the right way and it looks like it could be productive. Right. And, you know, the ISMs were all fine. I, I find it hard to suggest that there's a unsilver lining or a cloud in the middle of this, other than it takes a while for rates to work their way through the economy. 3.4% unemployment is so low that it doesn't seem like it could continue to go much lower. So the only way that the market would help is earnings expansion and a little bit of additional revenues. So 
I think you're going to need to have a perfect scenario from here to not see the jobs numbers turn around the other way, see profit margins for at the corporate level contract a little bit and then have that contraction or that hard landing that I think we're going to get. Right. So you still think there's going to be a hard landing. So that means something else has to happen because there's no sign of anything now. Right. But I guess you could say that your argument could be that the rate hikes aren't in the market yet or in Correct. the economy yet or only half in it. And once the rest of it hits, like, look out. Would that yeah, be exactly. I think. And I also think the Fed, you know, kind of wants to squash the labor market a little bit. You know, I, I think they realize that's going to be incredibly inflationary if it continues like this. I actually think it's a secret mission, so to speak. And we'll see what happens. You know, you're, you're sort of getting a bifurcated message. There are a lot of companies talking about how many job layoffs from Microsoft to Google to some of the auto companies. And then you see people, on the other hand, you know, adding jobs. And you see a number like this, and you're sort of perplexed. There are some jobs which get more sort of attention. like if And so, like, those Google jobs, those Google layoffs, yeah, I mean, that definitely happened, but it's not layoffs are two million a month, month in, month out, right? Like it's what happens. People move around. And yeah, and they're, they're making it, you know, more newsworthy. I agree with that. But uh, right. But I think there is a question about whether this is this a problem for the Fed, right? So the Fed raised rates on the first two days ago and they slow the rate of increase again from 75 two meetings ago to 50 a meeting ago, 25 this meeting, they're trying to say that they're still hawkish, but it's harder to do when you're reducing your rate of increase. And so I think relevant to what you were saying before, one thing that Powell said in particular was that reducing inflation is likely to require below trend growth. And so I don't know if I agree with that, right? Like, Inflation has been moderating. I was just saying to you a couple hours ago that I think there's three elements of inflation. There's still pandemic residual, which is either the supply chains can't handle the change in desired goods and services, right? So we want a lot more goods and fewer services than we did three or four years ago. So mm -hmm. that there's Ukraine, the big shock, the big commodity shock, and then there's the labor market. And so to what extent, like how much of the inflation that we're going to have between today and a year from today is going to be labor? How much is that? Is it going to be 2%? Is that going to be 4%? I don't know. That's the million dollar question because the Fed, right. sees it, the Fed sees the end of the year having 5% unemployment and core PCE still at 3% above its target. So I don't see how we get to unemployment at 5% without something dramatic happening. Yeah, and the Fed doesn't do what we think it's going to do, right? They accelerate rising rates or the rates impact corporate profits where they then lay off workers. So you have to have an if that, then that, then that. You know, you're, you're kind of predicting three different events. Yeah, I guess the next thing for us to do is to, six weeks until the next meeting, they're still in the quiet period. So starting, say, next week, be looking for... Powell or Brainerd to make speeches and see what they say. Like, are they going to sound a lot more hawkish is the big question. That's the big question. How are they going to start? So, and also look for leaks in the Wall Street Journal, official leaks of the 
experience. Uh, of what they're, uh, you already, what you want to be looking for is something like in the Wall Street Journal saying senior Fed officials say that the market is not taking them seriously enough and they're going to like teach the market a lesson. That's what you want to know. That's what right. you want to know. Senior, I don't know. Senior officials. I don't know if we're going to get that, if it or not. All right. The market's come a long way. So it was good January, good number, as if the market knew this going in. And as we started the podcast, right, the word I'm using is fine. Yep. Yeah. You want to go over some of the other numbers, the uh, ISMs or, or anything, or CPIs? So, you know, we'll get another CPI probably two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick and I will talk about that. The purchasing managers that came out, the services purchasing managers came out today quite strong. So it had been 50. That number usually averages probably like 55. And it came out at 50 last month. It was kind of a big surprise. It bounced back up to 55 this month. I think the story there is that last month was the oddball. So the story is manufacturing is low, kind of as low as it gets without a sort of serious recession, but still associated with positive growth, even though uh, overall. Those are the ISM numbers, which tend to be from bigger firms. The S&P IHS numbers are a little bit, both a little bit weaker. Those tend to include smaller firms. So that could be the difference there. And those are definitely showing weakness overall, right? The way we measure it, those are, those are probably the biggest red flag that we have now is the ISM numbers. They're not getting weaker, but they're at a level that has us sort of on edge. Yeah, they could flip. But I think, again, as long as the labor market impresses, you're going to be hard-pressed to have a recession, right? I I agree with that, and it it continues to impress me. Yeah. I would have actually taken the under. Oh, uh, yeah. In today's report, right? So certainly the business media channels would have been leaning that way as well. Yep. But here we are. There's an extremely widely foreseen recession, and so – We'll see if it actually happens. Yeah, that is one of the things that I've noted as well. You know, it's like, when is it going to happen? It's like those snowstorms they predict here in the Midwest that end up being flurries. And, you know, they canceled school. Everybody got ready for it. It didn't happen. I hate that. I, I love a snow day. Kids need some snow days. I think we'll leave it there, Rob. We will be back with the CPI when that comes out. And in the meantime, if you want more of our economic analysis, you can check out the Aster website, asterim, I am for investmentmanagement.com, or you can reach out to your Aster sales rep. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Have a good weekend. To learn more about Aster Investment Management's research and strategies, please visit us on the web at www.asteriam.com or stay up to date by following us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you. Aster Investment Management, LLC, is a SEC-registered investment advisor. All information contained herein is for informational purposes only. This is not a solicitation to offer investment advice or services in any state where to do so would be unlawful. Analysis and research are provided for informational purposes only, not for trading or investing purposes. All opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and subject to change. They are not intended as investment recommendations.